the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. 6.05. It is a Wednesday night. I feel like it's a Tuesday night because yesterday felt like Monday, but this is Arthur Idala. Welcome to the Idala Power Hour 2023 edition, live and local. And yes, we will stay local. Uh, our friend John Katsimatidis, you know, he was uh, talking to you all about what's going on in Congress, and that's... I don't know what to say about that. Uh, you would think that they've had enough time to get their ducks in order to pick who's going to be the leader of Congress. Uh, I love how uh, Mr. McCarthy apparently has already taken over the Speaker's chambers uh, in terms of a uh, the room where uh, I guess was Nancy Pelosi's that she just uh, left. And now people are complaining, well, why is he in there? He hasn't been voted as Speaker yet. Oy vey, what a mess. Uh, Tom Swazi wrote a big uh, op-ed about how George Santos, who took over his seat, is, uh, you know, undeserving uh, and kind of looks that way. That schlep is sitting right now in, in Congress. No one will talk to him. He's sitting all by himself. I mean, he's becoming like a feel-sorry-for guy. But on this uh, Wednesday night, let's keep it local because there's plenty of stuff to talk about here with uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of the city of New York, uh, as well as we're going to get some news Regarding Albany, you know, in the world of the law, where I live, uh, there is the um, the vacancy of the seven judges of the Court of Appeals. There's a vacancy, and that vacancy is for who's going to be the next chief judge. Uh, Janet DeFiori, who was the chief judge for several years, she retired in, I want to say, August. And uh, Mayor, uh, Mayor, Governor Hochul has now um, made her selection as who she would like to be the chief. We're going to get into that with Judge Leventhal, my partner, and Judge Barry Kamins as well a little later on. But I do want to talk about a little bit what's going on in the city because there's been some some fun interaction. You know, you could uh, say a lot of things about Mayor Eric Adams, but, you know, he does keep it interesting. Uh, and you could say a lot about the radio personality, Curtis Sliwa, who, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's a laugh a minute, Curtis. If you listen to his show, uh, I, a large percentage of it is, um, total, like he, he just makes up facts and, and, uh, statistics, but, uh, it, it is entertaining. He goes with the theater of the mind, but apparently he, uh, volunteered, uh, to be the rat, R-A-T, you know, the little animals, uh, the rat czar for the city of New York. 
And it looks like Eric Adams has officially uh, offered to take him up on that. Mr. Sambolino is in the house. How are you this evening, Mr. Sambolino? I am good, Mr. Idala, and looking forward to hearing from your partners at your firm shortly. But yeah, uh, yeah, the, the yeah. judges are here. They're all loaded up. They've been drinking caffeine all day to be uh, to be fired up to to talk to you guys about the law and a little bit really about what's going on in Albany. Joni is homesick, right? She's got like some kind of a head cold situation going Something on. Something like that, you know. Okay. Maybe maybe it, she's just rattled from the new year yeah yeah well you know she partied hard on the on the new year's like, eve could you but, give uh, your judges a little something stronger than caffeine well 11th all do uh he'll do a guinness every once in a while uh the hardest uh, that that Cameron's goes with is a diet coke with some extra ice <laughs> uh he doesn't go much further than that but the man bailey sleeps so i can't give him a hard time but um matt there is a uh you know i ride the subway quite often that's where i see the the majority of my rat sightings goes on yeah they're normally uh, running just all around the tracks whenever i ride the subway yeah, as well yeah you know it used to be like you'd see one every once in a while but you, you see the rats quite often now uh there was a, a thing on um i don't know facebook or youtube or somewhere i saw it where a seagull comes down and grabs a rat and swallows the thing whole it was pretty amazing people watching and videoing it but uh obviously assembly have you ever worked with curtis uh, yes, I have. He was our morning man when I started with this company. That's that's what I thought. Interesting guy, right? He's a very interesting guy, and I also got to serve as his secretary in the Brooklyn Reform Party. Ah, look at you. Marano roped you into that as yes, well. All right. All right. God bless Frank Marano from, from Staten Island. Um, so uh, let's play the clip of the mayor accepting uh, the uh, the position of rat czar for Curtis Lewa. Curtis, yes, I will take him up on his offer. You know, uh, if he says he would be my rat czar for free, uh, I'm going to call him and I would like for him to come on board to do it. Don't put it out there if you're not willing to uh, live up to it. If you're going to write a check, make sure you can cash it. So, yes, tell Curtis, come to be my rat czar, okay? And he's going to realize this is not a Tom and Jerry playful commercial here. This is real stuff. And so, yes, I look forward to him. I would make sure, Adon, can we bring him on board? He could be part of our internship program because I know he's probably looking for a job since he lost the job that he was trying to get. Uh, So, yes, thank you very much for giving me that information. So there are a lot of different angles we can. We can address that statement. First of all, the easiest, the lowest hanging fruit for anyone who has been listening to talk radio for years, as have I. Well, you will know that from that, Matt, what was that, about 60 seconds, 50 seconds? From that 50 seconds that we just heard, Curtis Sliwa will have eight hours of radio. He will he will be on the radio for eight hours talking about those 50 seconds. Um, and that's what makes Curtis Curtis. Uh, now, the truth is, it actually is a, a very serious uh, position. It is something that needs to be addressed. Um, you know, I don't know the 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 dangers of rats, right? I mean, I am much more concerned when I'm in the subway about someone pushing someone onto the tracks, someone taking out a knife and, and taking someone's belongings, you know, the, the robberies, the larcenies, much more so than the rats. But the rats go to a quality of life approach. It goes back to a Rudy Giuliani approach, which is, you know, you have to address all the issues. Uh, obviously, sanitation is a big piece of it. So it would be, it, this is going to be interesting because, as I said, Curtis is going to, He's going to wring all of the water out of this sponge. 
But, you know, the thing that I, I really enjoy about Eric Adams is if Curtis, like, takes him up on the offer, Eric will let him do it. He'll be like, okay, you want to you wanna be in charge of the rats, getting rid of the rats, helping me get rid of the rats, go for it. I know, yeah, I believe in the last budget, uh, there was, like, a bunch of money, maybe $20 million budgeted for new types of garbage pails on the street that are supposedly rat-proof. Um, I know down in uh, on Mulberry Street where Johnny Johnny Beach Esposito lives, um, they made them do something with those outdoor dining um, kiosks where there's no way for the rats to run underneath them. They they the wood goes all the way down to the floor, so there's no place to harbor the rats. Um, but I you know I found that to be interesting. On another level, um, the mayor today at the same news conference uh, addressed. Um, Mayor de Blasio, not himself, but people who worked for uh, Mayor de Blasio, who have been criticizing uh, Mayor Adams and his administration. Matt, let's roll that. Every other administration calls us. How can we help? But we have the previous administration that just left the house. (laughs) They just left. They left the house in total disarray. Yeah. So... This actually, it's actually a lot more than that. He wrote, he said they had eight years to do their job, eight years to fix Rikers, eight years to deal with crime, eight years to deal with education, eight years to do early childhood education for children with disabilities, eight years to fix NYCHA. Um, but he never really takes a swipe at de Blasio himself. Actually, Eric Adams goes on to say, I called Bill and I said, Bill, what's up? <laughs> what's up with uh, your people? You know, I called Bill the other day. I said, Bill, what's going on? What's going on? And then uh, de Blasio's last press secretary, uh, Needhart, is his last name. He works now for some far left place called Left Flank Strategies Group. He starts ragging, he starts ragging on, on uh, Eric Adams. Who cares what he thinks? No, I'm sorry. That's what Adams said. Who cares what he thinks? He said, if I, what, what the press secretary said is, if I were to sum it up in one word, I'd say pathetic. If he's mad about a couple of quotes in Politico, Eric Adams needs to get his head in the game. Uh, Eric Adams hasn't done a thing to address the housing crisis, but it seems pretty easy to live in his head rent-free. This guy should be quiet. You know, I, I always try to keep it positive here, but you're de Blasio's former press secretary. De Blasio quietly, but not that quietly, everyone knew, supported Eric Adams. He wanted Eric Adams to be the next mayor. And if you're loyal to de Blasio, as this guy Neardhart should be, because nobody knew who he was until de Blasio put him in, in the position, he should just shut up. But I guess, you know, he's trying to get new clients, and he's far left. And look, no one considers Eric Adams far left. Um, so it's, it's just some interesting times here in, in New York City. Are we playing Layla Land, San Bellino? Yes, Derek we are. And, Derek and the Dominoes. You have the two greatest guitarists, arguably, of all time. I mean, you got to take Jimi Hendrix to the side. You got Eric Clapton from the UK and you have Dwayne Allman from the United States of America, two of the greatest blues guitars. Let's put it that way. Uh, and they had the band called Derek and the Dominoes and Layla was the biggest hit, although they were great, great hits on that double disc or double album. Don't you go anywhere. Cause you're going to hear about what's going on with Albany and the court of appeals and the new chief judge of the court of appeals from judge Leventhal and judge Cameron's coming up right after these messages on the Idala power hour. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe 
there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make decisions, who will? Like, look at Joni Pelzer right now. I mean, she's home. According to her, she's on her deathbed. She's got major FOMO because she's not here to hang out with all of us. You think her assets are protected? And trust me, she has a lot, a lot of assets. Assets. The time, Joan, to plan is now. You need a will, a trust, a power of attorney. See, if, if Joan can't get out of bed and someone needs to go pay her bills, if she had a power of attorney, let's just say to her friend Carrie Ann, Carrie Ann could go to the bank and step in for her. A healthcare proxy. If she doesn't feel well enough to speak to the doctors and Carrie Ann is her healthcare proxy, Carrie Ann can speak for her. A living will. That means don't put me on the machines. Keep me off the machines. If, if I can't breathe on my own, then I'm, I'm out of here. The goal of our friends at Connors and Sullivan's Attorneys at Law is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their, plan their estates and protect their families, you know, for how long? Over 40 years. That's about how long Judge Cammons knows Judge Leventhal. So you can visit Connors and Sullivan for a free, no obligation consultation at Connors and Sullivan. Mike Connors is really the best. He's a, he's a class act. Call them today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. You ready for the number? You should have it memorized by now. 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. Or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. And remember, Joan Pelzer, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. about to cry about something but we'll get to it in a second mr uh mr bitter just sent me a message saying that the, the rat problem is directly related to department of sanitation maybe we can get the commissioner who's been on commissioner tish to, to address the rats the cure baby luca and i were cranking this on new year's day at the polar bear plunge here we go here we go Right, boys don't cry. Marianne yells at me when I tell that to her. Man up, boys don't cry. You don't tell that to your son. Boys need to be nurtured as well. Okay, honey. 
Um, so, I'm here with Judge uh, Cammons and Judge Leventhal. It's so funny because before the show started, Judge Leventhal said, you know, there's going to be a lot of people listening because I'm on the air, so you better play it real serious, play it straight. No, Judge Leventhal, I play it me. Okay, this is me. I was in a hearing all day today with the great Lino DeMasi. He did a fantastic job. He was his first big cross-examination. He really, I was so proud of him. You know, he's a former assistant district attorney for uh, almost seven years. When you do that, you don't get a big opportunity to cross-examine people. When you're a prosecutor, you mostly do direct examinations. So today, in his capacity, not having a, a DA shield in his pocket, I watched him do a cross-examination. And, and he, well, let's be honest, he got off to a little bit of a, a rocky start, but then he got into the groove, and I was, uh, I was very, very proud to hear through the grapevine uh, how well he did. He, you know, it, it was all self-analysis that you know he didn't do so well in the beginning, but then he said he got into the groove. So. We shall see. Eventually, I'll be able to read a transcript and know exactly what he did. Um, but I am here with two gentlemen, two, I consider them fine gentlemen. I mean, you guys can choose, you make your own decision. Um, they're the two partners at my law firm, the two senior partners at my law firm, Judge Barry Cammons and Judge John Leventhal. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? How are you, Arthur? That would be Judge Leventhal. That would be Judge Cammons. How are you, Arthur? All right. I'm very good. I mean, we spent the whole day together. We don't have to act like we're strangers. You're sitting right across the desk from me. This is a little anniversary show. Now, we're going to talk serious, and then maybe we'll do a commercial, and we'll have a little bit of fun. Um, but this is basically the anniversary of Judge Leventhal being at the firm for two years, um, and now his bar from appearing before his old court has now been lifted. So anyone who wants a, a crack judge to argue in the appellate division, second department, you can give us a call because now Judge Leventhal is able to appear there. See, when you leave the court, there's a uh, for two years you're not allowed to appear in front of your former colleagues, so which is a good thing. But two two years, of, at least for me, have flown by. For Judge Leventhal, I don't know if it's flown by. We could talk about that in the next segment. And Judge Cammons, he texted me yesterday. What, what, what are you shrugging? You did it fly by? Did it go by quickly or slowly? Leventhal, I'm asking you. Uh, well, it, it all depends on the day off. Okay, thank you. And I and Judge Cammons texted me last night. He said it's been eight years today since I've been with the firm. And that's, I don't know how that happened. But um, I am going to defer right now to Judge Leventhal and tell us, give us a little background because not everyone listening knows exactly what, what the Court of Appeals is and how that whole situation works. So go right ahead. Well, the Court of Appeals is the highest court in New York. It's the court of last uh, resort uh, on a criminal or civil appeal. But I'm not here to talk uh, about the court of appeals. I'm here to talk about uh, a, a former colleague who is eminently qualified to be the chief judge. And uh, I, I really believe that he's been unfairly um, attacked. His record has been distorted. Uh, there are two cases. Well, can you wait? Just give us a little bit of a background. First of all, what's his name? All right. Uh, the Honorable Hector LaSalle, who's the presiding justice of the Appellate Division, Second Department. And the Appellate Division, Second Department covers what part of? Ten counties. It covers Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Nassau, Suffolk, Westchester, Orange, Putnam, Rockland, and Dutchess County. So a very huge part of the state of New York, and half, he is the half PJ. The half the litigation and half the population of the state resides there. So basically, that just, so that's where Judge Leventhal used to sit on the bench. And I was his colleague for six years, and I observed him firsthand uh, virtually every day, and I can attest that he is fair, even-handed, has no uh, bias one way or the other, and he 
is definitely not anti-abortion, definitely not anti-union, as some people who have either misread the opinions that, that they've attacked them on or have intentionally distorted them. Well, give the listeners a little background, Judge Levin, though. Why, why are you so vociferously defending him? Typically, well, well, first of all, when a governor nominates someone to be the chief judge, typically it's like a walk in a park. It's like a rubber, it's like a rubber stamp. Judge DeFiori, Judge Lippman, Judge Kay, those are the last past three. Who was before Judge Kay? Oh, Wachler, right? Judge Saul Wachler, who's still with us at 90-some-odd years old, writing jokes. Um, so why why is there an issue with with Judge LaSalle? Because uh, the the uh, people are saying that he's anti-union or anti-abortion, not progressive enough. I think the ideal uh, chief judge, the ideal jurist, is someone who is fair and follows the rule of law, and that's Hector LaSalle. So l- let me just tell you there there are two cases where he's been criticized. One is Evergreen Associations versus Eric Schneiderman. And although I didn't write the opinion, I was also on that panel. And I'm very upset that he's being criticized as being anti-abortion. This case was neither about abortion or anti-abortion. It was basically about the breadth of a subpoena because the allegation was that the association engaged in conduct that would constitute the unauthorized presence of medicine. The subpoenas that were served uh, our court. I feel like I'm on the bench. I'm listening to you on the bench. This is what when, when I used to appear before Judge Leventhal. So now you're getting into real judge mode right now. Go ahead. Just don't go too deep into the weeds. Well, cause sorry, very quickly. My mother's I, home making chicken cutlets. You know, she's not exactly going to follow all of this. Our court determined that there was a valid basis for the attorney general to issue this subpoena. We also concluded that the subpoena was not sufficiently tailored to require disclosure of only those documents related to Evergreen Association's unauthorized practice now you, did you of sign, medicine. Did you sign this? To, yes. Okay, so are you prejudiced? No. In fact, if my sister thought that I was anti-abortion, she would disown me from my family because she, she wouldn't go along with that. But I have to tell you, if you read this decision, we okayed the subpoena. We just said it was over, overbroad. Now, with the other case— Hold on. Let's talk about Judge LaSalle for a second. He, he's the, yeah. Slow down. You're on fire. You're he's Judge Levin. We're going to talk about eminently, Look, uh, I'm offended okay. because I, I used to be the law chairman of the Democratic Party Go. from 1990 to 1994. I'm proud to be a, uh, a Democrat. I was always a Democrat. And I'm a little upset what the Democrats in the Senate are, are really doing now because they are trying to put paper tigers, uh, hurdles which, which really aren't, aren't real, uh, now, against okay, Justice so, LaSalle. Yes, th- th- you're correct that they're trying to prevent this. They're even trying to prevent it from even coming to a vote, correct? Well, I've read, I hope it's not true, I just read now that 20 minutes ago that they've expanded the Judiciary Committee. So this just came out at 5.53 p.m. Right. State Senate Democrats are set to stack a key legislative committee with progressives in order to block uh, Governor Kathy Hochul's nomination of centrist judge Hector LaSalle to lead New York's highest court. A resolution approved along party lines on Wednesday, the first day of the session, uh, expands the Judiciary Committee from 15 to 19 members, three Democrats and one Republican. The maneuver could give progressives just enough votes to ensure the nomination does not reach the full 
chamber, LaSalle could get approved by a bipartisan majority to become the first state Hispanic chief judge. Right, so I'm going to ask you this Let me question. hope that's not true. Let me tell well, you. How can you hope it's not true? It just, it just listen, hit the paper. Listen to me. Yes, sir. I was the law chairman of the Democratic Party. One of the things that was that when, I, wait, Lincoln was president? When I was the, responsible for getting our state senators as well as our councilmen and our assemblymen onto the ballot and and and... And and I how many, your, how many of your summers were ruined because you were up at five summers from the beginning of going to the board of elections to the uh, trying the cases in the Supreme Court to the appellate division to the Court of Appeals and then a Voter Rights Act uh, in in September. But I have to tell you, uh, that's why I'm hoping it's not true. But I have to tell you, when I went to law school. I worked for a labor union during the day. I was the grievance director for a labor union. I am pro-union, and I will unequivocally state that Hector LaSalle is not anti-union. And the other case that they uh, they wrongly criticized him for, Cable Vision System Corporation versus the Communication Workers of America, CWA. was another distortion of the case. What, 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 uh, what we did uh, in that case, I wasn't on that panel, but I read that decision, and I think everyone should read that decision. They dismissed the case against the uh, the unions and if the if if the if it was pleaded uh, that they were acting in the individual capacity then it would have been dismissed against the the union heads but it wasn't it was pled that they did that as an individual and the court was only following the the precedent and that case was the Martin case and in Martin, only the claims asserted against union members in their representative capacities as officers of the union were dismissed. Okay, so Judge The Levinor. Court of Appeals specifically allowed the libel claims in that action to proceed against the same defendant union members in their individual capacity. There is no capacity. way that I'm going to believe that these senators and assembly people are reading these cases. There's no way. I'm not going to believe it. They, You're they, exactly right. And Judge Bellicosa used to be on the Court of Appeals. Joel Cohn. Uh, wrote a wonderful article, all the people who really read it in depth, and this Professor Noah, whatever his name, is, is, is so I, don't know, okay. I don't know where he's going. Is Judge, is Judge Cameron's allowed to talk? Are you going to use your I'm right gonna, to be, uh, Listen. Wait, hold Judge, on. Let him wrap up before he got I'm going to wrap mad. up. He's a bigger guy, this Leventhal. Judge Cameron's is going to talk about the process, and we want this process to be fair. I fear that if they do to uh, Judge LaSalle what they did what, to Judge what they did Gorsuch. To what they did to Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland, I would really almost be ashamed to be a Democrat. I've been a lifelong Democrat. My father was a Roosevelt Democrat, and, and I've always fought for the Democratic Party, and I believe we believe the rule of law and due process, and I hope fate continues. Okay. You, you can keep the, the headphones on. We're not going anywhere. Oh. Okay. You don't need the headphones to talk, Barry. You just, just talk to me. Oh. All right. You can listen to yourself if you like. I have Judge Cummins here. Well, first, Arthur, I just want to say. A little less excited. <laughs> you, you had the decaf tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, uh, Judge Leventhal is cutting back on the caffeine, but in, in any event, I just want to say first, the eight years has been fantastic. Well, we're going to get into that after the commercial. Right, we're going okay. to talk about the highs and the lows. So but that, that's going to be the fun Judge part. LaSalle, this is the serious part. Even before Judge LaSalle has set foot into the Senate chamber, critics have treated him exceptionally unfairly. Um, and this is a, a person, a judge, who's been found highly qualified by every bar association throughout New York State. Um, they don't talk it. They've cherry-picked these three cases that Judge Leventhal mentions, or two cases, out of 5,000 cases that he, he signed on to. And they don't talk about 
They don't mention the 20 cases that he has voted to reverse convictions for Brady violations. They don't talk about the 20 cases where he has has, uh, signed on reversing convictions for prosecutorial misconduct. That they conveniently forget. And now they want to say, well, he's not qualified because he's what? He is a former prosecutor. Well, let me tell you, there are some great former chief judges who were former prosecutors. A fellow by the name, a fellow, a judge by the name of Stanley Fold, a, a judge by the name of Charles Breitel. These are all former chief judge judges. Judge DeFiori was she was the prosecutor. She was, I mean, at least she, she was the prosecutor. I mean, you know, you, you we can't put our heads in the sand. And and as and these were great. These were giants of the of the legal profession. Fold and Breitel. And to give you a more extreme example, a judge by the name of Hugo Black sat on the United States Supreme Court for 34 years. He was a giant, and he came from Alabama. He was apparently associated at some point, or they thought he was associated with the KKK, and he turned out to be one of the great civil libertarians of all time. Now, that's an extreme example. Of, nothing like that applies to Judge LaSalle. But the point is, because being a former prosecutor is a label. It's a label like being a progressive, by like being a conservative. It means absolutely nothing. What a judge is not a, a judge is not there to move the court in a certain direction, either at a progressive, whatever that means, or conservative, whatever that means. It's he's there or she's there to be fair and just, and that is exactly what Judge LaSalle will do if. Uh, uh, picked as chief judge, but before he set foot in the in the Senate chamber, he has he's been given uh, been found disqualified because of these labels, because he's a former prosecutor, and because he doesn't move the the, the ball forward for certain people who consider themselves. Judge Cameron, we have a minute before we go to a commercial. Is the Hispanic Caucus, the Hispanic political movement, are they stepping up to? to... There's a, yes, there's a group called Latinos for LaSalle. They move. They have stepped up ad- admirably, and there are a lot of groups like that have come forward and they're really singing his praises people just have to understand that the process itself up to now has been so unfair that is it is embarrassing i think for those of us who've been around a while and have seen how judges are uh, selected by committees okay so we're going to take a little break here I, what i want to do when we come back um, i do want to talk a little bit about uh what the process is in terms of the governor i believe has a lot of clout here or she should uh, she, I mean, she should be able to have the the um, political power. Look, she just got sworn in as the first elected female governor in the state of New York. She should have a lot of juice to be able to call in the leadership and say, listen, this is my person and this is who I want. And I need you guys to push this through. I mean, that's the way it would have happened under, I can tell you, under Cuomo, it would have happened that way. Under Spitzer, it would have happened that way. Under Mario Cuomo, it would have happened that way. Um, who did I forget? Pataki would have happened that way. So we are going to um, listen to The Clash. Am I correct there, Sam Molino? Ramones. The Ramones. I'm sorry. It's a little faint in my ears. Uh, and, you know, who better than think of the, than the Ramones when you think of Judge Cameron's and Judge Leventhal? Um, <laughs> we're going to take a quick bottom of the hour break. And uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Court of Appeals. And then I want to talk to these two judges about what it's like after leaving the bench to be back in private practice. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Coming up tonight at 7, the very latest on DeMar Hamlin's situation and what potential did the vaccine have to do with his cardiac arrest. Also, a very disturbing study demonstrating the use of edibles in children's poisonings. You don't want to miss it. Tonight at 7. 
This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me in Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like Stand with Israel. StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. So, obviously, I'm sitting here with two judges. I told you that uh, Lino did a big uh, hearing today. And what do you think is essential piece of the puzzle? I've been telling you guys about this for months now. The way that the courtroom does not proceed without this peer person, the the virtual courtroom does not proceed without this person, the arbitrations don't proceed without this person. You know who that person is? You know what role they have? The court reporter. That's right. The court reporter. Oh, wow. The judges called it out. Oh, they guessed it. The court reporter. I've been talking about court reporting program at Plaza College for the last couple of months because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. But Plaza College has been around since 1916. 1916. Huh. Does that sound familiar, Leventhal? 1916? Right. And not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and with the best hospitals systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's really incredible. So if you want additional information regarding these programs, these that I just mentioned, or Plaza's other areas of study like the School of Business and Paralegal Studies or the School of Allied Health, Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Okay, we are back. It is 6.38. We are live. We're local, Midtown Manhattan, the law offices of Idala, Bertuna, and Cameron's. And today's a very special treat for me. Besides being so excited to have a full show in 2023, unlike last night's abbreviated show, but it was good it was abbreviated because I needed to shake a little bit of the rust off. I am sitting here with Judges Leventhal and Judge Cammons. Um, and before I talk about some personal things, I just want to wrap up the the debate here or the the really controversy, I hate to use that word. Um, I don't know the uh, nominee to be the new Chief Court of Appeals judge. Uh, well, I've met him a couple of times, but he's he definitely comes off as being a very polished gentleman. Um, I just don't get it. Is this, 
is this basically Judge Leventhal? Is this because of those two decisions that you're citing? I mean, something said, and I don't, I, sadly, I do not believe that the members of the legislature are so learned that they went back and read all of Judge LaSalle's decisions and have come to this opinion that he's just too conservative to be on the court of, of appeals. It's simply because he's a prosecutor, simply because De Fiore, who no one liked, is a prosecutor, and they're comparing him to her. He is but so, she was, she was he is so unlike De Fiore. He wasn't the, a prosecutor, was he? He was the head of a unit out in uh, Suffolk County. But, head of a unit is he, a much different than being the district attorney. I've seen him on the bench. I've seen the decisions that he's rendered. He's been fair. His, his record cannot be compared to Judge DeFiori in rendering appellate decisions uh, in the criminal realm and also in the civil realm. So I'm just telling you that I'm not here to attack uh, Judge DeFiori, but there's no comparison when you talk about his record and her record. And now, that's what they're... They're bent against the, you know, what had happened, and, and Judge LaSalle will, will be fair and just and has no, no axe to grind. Okay, and, I, think, and, I think we can see where you're coming okay, from. Okay, so, so I, I want to get to like that comparison. Uh, okay, okay, okay. okay so, all right, we're all right. So, settle down. You know, he's a big rugby guy over here. Take the microphone there, Judge Cameron. Am I correct in saying that this is really the governor's fight? Isn't it up to her to use her power, her leverage to... Yes, this is her candidate. She's sticking by him, and she's going to do whatever she can to make sure he gets through. I mean, she... And I think if it means, you know, trying to get uh, assistance from the Republicans and getting them to vote on the committee, she'll do whatever's necessary. It, it, it will be a black mark on the Senate and on the Democratic Party, which I am a staunch Democrat, and on democracy... If he doesn't get out of committee and he doesn't get a fair hearing before the entire Senate. But does Isn't it also, I don't want to use the black mark, but isn't it show that, that Governor Hochul doesn't have a, the sway that she should have two days after getting sworn into office? Well, it's been said that if she can't get this nominee through, that, that this will cast a pall on her on her governorship because she this is her first major uh, opportunity to get a person she wants into a major appointment. If she can't do it, 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 she'll suffer politically, I believe. Because like, if she can't get this through, then there's going to be, obviously, in the next four years, there's going to be other legislation that she wants to push through. And, uh, you know, it, it's... But to her credit, she's sticking by Judge LaSalle, and this is her candidate, and she's trying to get him through. She's not uh, uh, She's not withdrawing his name, as some people have said she should. Uh, he certainly is not withdrawing his name, and, he, of course, he should not. They're, they're, they're in for the fight, and I think they're going to win. People have heard in New York State the expression three people, three men in a room. Now it will be one woman and no, actually it will be two women and one man in a room. Tell the listeners, what, 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 did, that, what, did, they, what did that allude to, three people in a room? Well, the, all the deals uh, pro- previously were made by the uh, head of the assembly and the majority leader in the Senate and, and the governor. And, and that the members of the, uh, of the assembly and the Senate had little say uh, the, the head of each uh, chamber would determine whether a bill was going to come to the floor, et cetera, et cetera. So I hope um, Stuart Cousins, Senate Majority Leader Stuart Cousins, will make sure that Hector LaSalle's nomination gets out of the Judiciary, uh, Judiciary Committee and onto the floor of the Senate. It's very important, and it would be a blemish to all Democrats, including her leadership, if it's not done. Okay. 
we can we move on or okay. you got anything? No, I'm 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 asking. I'm not telling. I think we're, we're passionate about this. All right, we're we're going to move on now. Okay, so I want to go back to Judge Leventhal because Judge Leventhal, this literally marks uh, two years since you've stepped off the bench of the Appellate Division Second Department, and you were there for how many years? Thirteen years in the Appellate Division, thirteen years in the Supreme Court as a trial judge. Okay, and. Um, now you've been back, and now, but before that, how long were you in private practice? Well, I was, uh, I went to law school at night, and I was a grievance director for a labor union, and then I was in private practice for 12 years. Okay. Uh, so you were a judge longer than you were a lawyer. That, that's correct. Now, Judge Cambridge, you cannot say that. You've been a lawyer longer than you were well, a judge. Actually, I started out as a prosecutor. Uh-oh. I, I don't tell, a, don't also, tell that to the assembly. I am also a former prosecutor uh, coming out of the Kings County DA's office, but then I went into a firm, and uh, actually Judge Lovatol and I worked in the same building down in Court Street. This is during the Lincoln administration? Uh, easy, Arthur, oh, easy. Sorry, uh, sorry. Don't turn on me now. I apologize. <laughs> so, Judge Lovatol, what, 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 trading inside, and you don't have to pull any punches, I'm sure it's a drastic uh, change to be uh, on the Appellate Division Second Department where your lifestyle, your quality of life, your work-life balance is very much dictated by you, where as opposed to what we do here is kind of dictated by the clients, by other judges now, and, and time frames. And tell me, what reflect on the last 24 months. Well, you, you, you asked me before, how do I, I said it depends on the day. Some days this is a heart attack practice. That's what I say. It's a heart attack practice. Well, tell the listeners why, why you say that. Well, there's always, there's always pressure. There's pressure uh, on, on the cases, pressure from the clients. Uh, and I feel an obli- we feel, our firm feels, an obligation to our clients to get the best results. And we're passionate. We believe in the three Ps, passion, preparation, and perspiration. We work hard for our clients. We're passionate for their cause. And we show that through our preparation. What would you say has been, what's the part that you missed up being on the bench the most, besides the people and your friends? I love doing pure law. And when you're on the appellate division, you're you're dealing with law and, and and. and, and even though there was a lot of reading and I'd work seven days a week or I could I could do the reading when I wanted to. Here, a lot of that was here in I bed. can't do anything when I want to. A lot of that was in bed, the reading he used yeah, to do. Yeah, I could lie down on the couch yeah. and, and read. Right. But the fact of the matter is. How many clerks did you have working? Only with? one. And they were all brilliant. And three of my clerks and one of them I shared with Judge Cammons, three of my clerks became judges. And I think four of Judge Cammons clerks became judges. So it shows that we were smart hiring smart people, not really a reflection on us, but on the people we hired. Now, Judge Cammons, it's been eight years that you, you've been here, and uh, you, you look the same. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, now, you are known as a, uh, an academic. You're known as, you know, Leventhal is known as being very intelligent, but more of like a, a street fighter, barroom brawler. He and I do push-ups together in here. He does curls. He says curls are for girls, but I still like the way they look when I'm at the beach. Uh, what's it been like for you to come back? You know, you had a thriving, a thriving criminal practice. I mean, every you I mean you represented the judge who got arrested by the district attorney's yes, that's, office. That's uh, two judges or one, two, two judges. Okay, and then you went on the bench, and yeah. then you you stepped down to come and join us, which is one of the greatest gifts that's ever happened to me. So what have the last eight years been like? I feel totally energized. I still have, can't figure out 
where you get your energy from. I know I'm in early every day at 6 o'clock in the morning, but when you come in, it's like a wind comes through and energy comes through the firm, and you have the energy of a teenager, but we feed off that energy. Everybody in this firm feeds off that energy, and everybody, and I feel energized from being here, and, and whatever academic uh, endeavors I engage in, I just feel more um, energized in doing that, and I give you a lot of credit. For, for folks who... who wouldn't know this, but in the world that I live in, when Judge Cavins first started working with us, I'd be in court and like people would come over to me like, Arthur, I got to ask you something. Like, What's up? Like, what's it like working with Barry Cavins? I'm like, well, there's a lot of jokes. <laughs> there's a lot, of, but, but but let's brag for a second. Uh, what are the two appeals that our friend Diana is inside working on? Well, we have a gentleman by the name of Harvey Weinstein, and we're and where uh, is that appeal pending? That'll be heard in the Court of Appeals uh, later this year. And that's that is the highest court in the the state. And what's the other one she's juggling with? Elaine Maxwell. That'll be heard in the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. So uh, you know we're dealing with two major major uh, appeals on top of other appeals that we have that aren't exactly household names. Uh, on top of uh, uh, Judge Leventhal is going to try a big federal case having to do with an employment firm that was sold. And it's a big uh, criminal matter, right? Our friend down in Florida, the Leventhal, he keeps telling me he's not going to do it. Probably going to make him do it with me. Um, I mean, it's it's very interesting in here, correct, Judge Leventhal? It, it is. There's there's never a, a time where you're bored, as you would say, Arthur. Tomorrow, I'm meeting uh, a potential client on a patent infringement case. I mean, how cool is that? I, I don't think I could ever thought of you as a patent attorney, but I give I credit you for you know. Well, I will tell you the challenge. We, we're going to end the segment like this. Um, the the. Biggest case, maybe the one I'm the proudest of, or amongst them one or two, is, is Billy Rapetti is the crane case. And that was the crane that fell on 51st Street in New York City, and it uh, sadly killed seven people. And they charged the one person, Billy Rapetti, the crane rigger, uh, with you know the, the, all these homicides. And after the verdict, after he was cleared, after I heard not guilty, I don't know, 41, 42 times, uh, one of my closest friends, who is a regular listener to the show, Said to me, Idol, I got to be honest with you. You know, we we all thought you were committing legal malpractice by taking on a case because it was it was it wasn't a typical criminal case. It was all about cranes and how cranes are erected and how they're put together and and they're like these huge erector sets. But what I guess my colleagues didn't think I was going to do is what I did do, which was put on a hard hat and go up and down cranes and talk to all these crane operators and and uh, crane riggers and read crane books. So. Uh, you know, we'll do the same with the patent. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. 
Today, it's Wellness Wednesday on Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Sponsored by Balance of Nature, the whole fruit and vegetable capsule delivering your maximum nutrition in every dose. 100% whole food nutrition with the taste, smell, and color of pure fruits and veggies as nature intended just for you. Try them now and see for yourself. 35% off and free shipping. Call now, 800-2468-751 or balanceofnature.com. And don't miss Wellness Wednesday tonight at 7 p.m. on AM 970. The Answer. Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then AM970 The Answer's discount tuition program may be right for you. The discount tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality, faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Timothy Christian School, Bergen County Christian Academy, Upper Room Christian School, Martin Luther Middle and High School. You can see the full list of participating schools at am970theanswer.com. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. For more information on how you can send your children to a Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program, go to am970theanswer.com or call 212-857-9630. That's 212-857-9630. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. That's great, it starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes and airplane. Happy birthday, Michael Stipe of R.E.M. So this is a song called It's the End of the World as I Know It. And all kidding aside, on September 11th, when I was in my office, and the two towers had already been struck, and then they announced on the news that a plane had hit the Pentagon. I did two things. I put this song on, and I opened a bottle of Johnny Walker Black, which disappeared pretty quickly at 9 o'clock in the morning, because I knew Joe Hassan was there, and I knew things were really bad. And it was kind of the end. Of, it was, not kind of, it was the end of the world as we knew it. No metal detectors to walk into the courthouse before. Justice Scalia would walk around downtown Manhattan without any guards whatsoever before that day. And that day was the end of the world as we know it. Um, on a little bit of a brighter note, it looks like uh, a little bit of good news came out about Damar Hamlin, the, uh, the, the Buffalo Bills player who um, went into cardiac arrest on Monday Night Football. And the Bengals coach, Zach Taylor, uh, revealed today that uh, when he went across the field to speak to the Bills coach, um, Sean McDermott, McDermott said to him, I need to be at the hospital for DeMar. I shouldn't be coaching this game. Uh, that was the first words, basically, that were out of his mouth. 
and uh, it just showed uh, who McDermott was as a as an individual and how his focus was really on his player, his teammate. Leventhal, you played uh, rugby for all those years. Any of you guys ever get seriously hurt to the point where you were that concerned about them? Well, you know, broken bones and things like that, and and but. There, there is broken necks. There's some really serious injuries. I can imagine what, left, what Judge Cabin's about and to at say. At Columbia, I was on the chess team, and I once got out of my chair and stubbed my toe. So there can be injuries all over. <laughs> I, I, I knew that that was coming. Guys, real quick, we got two minutes left. You know I don't do a lot of uh, national stuff here, but... Um, what the, I mean, the, the whole thing with Congress, you know, you're a diehard Democrat. They're doing well. They have a, a Brooklynite now as their, their leader. Do you know him, Hakeem? No, I, I'm the congressman from Brooklyn. No, but Brooklyn's in the House. You have Schumer. You have Hakeem. You know, it's all it's all good. Pretty. And, and uh, Donald Trump. Could and I would have represented all of them uh, on election law matters. Well, you left and, and Carl, did Carl Landesino take your place? He, he did. Judge Landesino took your place and then Frank Caron Frank took Caron, his place. Right. And I don't even know who is the Lord chair now. Do we know? No, I don't know. I don't, I, Barry, maybe, you know, you could run for the job. Um, <laughs> I, I, real quick, I... Through Alan Dershowitz, there was a time where I met with a woman, a potential client. I wound up not representing her, Gigi Jordan, and she was convicted of killing her son. Um, she was granted some sort of a bail pending appeal, uh, and when the Supreme Court Justice uh, Sonia Sotomayor issued an order to send her back to prison, it seems like, and I've never heard of this before, she put a plastic bag over her head and filled it with nitrogen gas and killed herself. Interesting way to go. Um, she definitely killed her, her child. There's no issue about that. I don't know of any excuse of why you should kill your child. So, um, what an interesting day here in the Idala Power. Do uh, you have something to say there? Okay? No, I was. I think we should go out on a high note. Okay, uh, wait, what would you like to? How'd, how'd you uh, like to end? Uh, let me get back to you. How about happy anniversary to Alexa? Today's her for yes, one year right. anniversary to Alexa Giacomaza as the special assistant. Happy anniversary, here. Alexa. Happy anniversary to Leventhal. Happy anniversary to Cammons and to Joan Pelzer, who's uh, lying in bed. Call Connors and Sullivan and get your affairs in order before you hit the boards. Uh, and thank you, Joe Sibilia. His mom baked us some awesome uh, Christmas cookies in a beautiful tin. And they were here, and within a half an hour, they were all gone. But I got to sample a bunch of them. We have a great show for you tomorrow night. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you tomorrow at 6 on the Arthur Idolar Power Hour. The Arthur Idolar Power Hour is sponsored by Idolar Bertuna and Cammons, P.C. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.